This is a Capricorn FM podcast. Let's speak to the ATM and they are saying President Cyril Ramaphosa is using ANC members in Parliament to block his impeachment process. This after the Section 89 panel report, which was released concerning the money stolen at his Palapala farm in Waterbag here in the province. We're speaking to Zamachona from the ATM as the national spokesperson. Good evening and welcome. Good evening to you and the listeners. Now, you saying, and this as I understand as your reaction to the president no longer continuing with the court challenge on the 89, Section 89 panel. You're saying he's using uh, parliament to block an impeachment process. In fact, he misled the country, misled members of parliament, misled South Africans to thinking that he was genuine when he said he wanted to clear the cloud over his head. The Section 89 report has not had an expression, a judicial expression over it, which is contrary to the Section 89 independent high-caliber panel and report which was given to South Africans. That report stands. The confessions of the president stand. Mm. I'm sorry, the, the concessions? The concessions of the president. Section 96, subsection 2A, members of the cabinet, the president included, shall not have other paid work. This is a confession of the president. I am a farmer. I sell animals. The money from my farm were proceeds from a game sale. Some of you here are my clients. And that constitutes other paid work confessed by the man himself. Okay. And, well, so when members of parliament voted... uh, uh, and members of parliament, in when we say voted in this case, we mean the majority of ANC members of parliament. Uh, you say they were under the impression that the president was challenging the matter in court. Do you believe they would have voted differently? Or if given another opportunity, they would vote differently? They were not the only members that voted against the impeachment process. This is why I do not own... I said focus. in the majority... I understand, yeah. but I'm just trying to say, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to decolorize, I'm moving the logos, because it is something that, that moved beyond the party lines. Not but necessarily. The ANC voted, only needs ANC members to pass through a motion. That is true, but the ANC So it doesn't matter how the others vote, but the majority of the ANC votes. Members of parliament are sworn in as independent members of parliament. Yes. They are sworn in with the power to think and the power to do. Yes. They need to be persuaded. So so let's let's retrace my question. And be persuaded against. So let's retrace my question, which is, Uh uh, are you of the view that they would have voted different or given another opportunity, the majority of members of the ANC will vote differently from their previous vote? On the basis of what we saw on the day, members of the ANC voting differently, nothing is too far-fetched. So you expect that they, 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 they may. Uh, what do you then suppose should happen now? Right now, the African Transformation Movement has gone to the Supreme Court of Appeals. Mm because we are seeking leave to appeal the decision of the High Court on the matter of the secret ballot. We believe that the environment was not conducive at all for members of, of Parliament to vote uh, in, open, in an open ballot. Mm. There, were, there were threats to life, 
there were threats to livelihoods. It was like the members of parliament were voting at a barrel of a gun and uh, they should how, have been protected. How do you figure that? How was their threat to life? The, the Mr. Olomisa and Mr. Nyonzo received death threats and they opened, uh, they opened cases with the police and case numbers are known. Yes. And, uh, and the chairperson of the ANC uh, made it clear if you want to kiss your job goodbye or take your membership, vote differently. So these were, were threats that were issued yeah, they... to members of parliament in two, yes. one, livelihoods, and two in lives. But the livelihoods part is actually a permanent feature in deployment, isn't it? Even for your party, as a matter of fact, you are expected, if you were to be deployed in parliament, to tow your party line, isn't it? Party line, but I do not want us to derail from the key thought. The key thought is that that party line was towed on the premise that the president wants to clear himself. Actually, we're not derailing. We're having a follow-up because you are saying they were not free because there was a threat to their livelihood. As a follow-up... Hang on a second. As a follow-up to that, I'm saying that is actually a permanent feature for everyone who is deployed by a political party that they are actually deployed to carry out the mandate of that party. Isn't that true? Can I make a submission and say it is a possibility? Though in this case, it was definite because it was verbalized. Yes. So that is the difference. There is always a risk with anything we embark on. It doesn't have to be politics. There's a risk element with it. But in this instance, a few days before they embarked on the process, the leadership was clear on the matter. You vote differently and you face the consequences. And there is actually a number of precedents, at least for ANC members that we know of uh, in the past, where... The back then, when Gwede Mantasha was SG during one of the motion of no confidence on former President Jacob Zuma, there was a matching order that was given. Uh, you know, and and perhaps this happens in caucuses all the time, it may be things we are not privy to, but then perhaps progressing with the conversation, should your Supreme Court challenge fail because your high court challenge has failed what is the way forward for you we'll take it to the highest court in the land outside remember remember, section 42 subsection 3 of the constitution requires that members of parliament must scrutinize the executive yes and in previous cases like the nganza case we have had parliament issuing or taking a decision that was contrary to the issue of the unduly beneficiation of the former president. And the highest court on the land pronounced differently. So it is good that we have separation of powers in this country, Mm. and it allows us, if we believe that the lower courts got it wrong, we must then take it up to the higher courts, because we believe that there is prima facie evidence that the president not only has a case to answer by the versions of the ATM, but even if you read his own affidavit, he has something to answer. So perhaps by extension, I'm saying, should the legal angle fail on your part? Are there other parliamentary processes that you are likely to look at? Now that the president has abandoned 
the project of cleansing his name. Mm. A number of political parties already are saying the matter must be brought back and be voted again. Yes, some are saying the matter is moot as according to the president, but we believe as the African Transformation Movement that it was a wrong decision that led to where we are today, and that decision must be corrected. Because the other thing perhaps that as the public we should not be misled and it should be clear is whether, barring your objection to a private, to, to, to an open vote, whether the voting itself is uh, illegal in parliament because essentially what you're going to have if you re-enroll the matter you're still going to have voting for it to be able to progress and if the numbers are what they were then you still back to where you, you, you were in terms of this and it may easily end the matter but then there seems to be a perception that some are running that that action to actual vote in that way uh, not the public voting part but that action to actually vote to oppose the continuation of the process some are suggesting that is illegal yeah, I, I i actually understand where they come from because when you look at the Executive Members Ethics Act, especially with President Ramaphosa, remember that President Ramaphosa is an integral part of the drafting of the constitution of this country. This is why in 2014, when he became the Deputy President, he wrote a letter and said, in view and in anticipation of me breaking Section 96, Subsection 2A of the Executive Members Ethics Act, I shall establish a blind trust, and the blind trust shall take care of my businesses. And when we asked him about it in Parliament, he says he never established it, because as a drafter, one of the drafters of the Constitution, he knew that he was going to violate the Executive Members Ethics Act. So when we're dealing with this individual, we're not dealing with a common individual. And he's a lawyer by profession, so you understand. But, but, so he's, but, he's but a, that thinking is problematic. How so? Laws and processes should apply to everyone the same. Granted, but uh, what, I'm, uh, what I'm bringing forth, he can't plead ignorance. And he hasn't, as a matter of fact. So we're going to the issue if, around... If he didn't... No, no, the issue he, I'm asking mm-hmm. you about is the process mm-hmm. of parliament of sitting yes. down and saying on this matter we are going to a division whether we are proceeding with the impeachment process or not because what i'm saying to you is even when it's reinstated you are still going to start there debating going for a division voting and that's only then as i understand and correct me and i'm asking you about the the rules of parliament here only then yes. can there be a way forward isn't that the process that's still there Yes, it's a process that is still there. I understand what they are saying because you have, in this case, a high-caliber independent panel that looks on the matter on the on on matter of law and and merit and makes a pronouncement. One mm. asks a question then: with the five million investment into that committee to produce that kind of a report, why is it that it is still pivotal for us to vote for it instead of? going to the merits and demerits Mm. and actually determine the extent of the violation and whether it warrants Mm. an impeachment. I understand that argument and I would be persuaded towards it because it does make sense. And Mm. in the event that the president or whoever is not happy with the the expressions of the independent panel, then that individual can embark on a judicial review of uh, the report 
And then on pending the outcomes of that judicial report, I understand people who say, why are we voting? Why can't we just, if the Because the those are two review, different arms of state. Yes, 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 that's understandable. But the argument here is that, um, do we have violations of the Executive Members Ethics Act? If yes, why do we have to vote for, for, for the violations to be, uh, to be genuine? And, and excuse me, because I'm going to sound like I'm, I'm, I'm one side and I'm not. But what mm. you are also saying is you are willing to forego your independence in this case. Let the fact that you've been assisted by the judiciary to do it. So if the judiciary decides you are comfortable with not questioning it, just doing what the judiciary says. Um, no, this, this is why if a particular court... Yes. Uh, makes a decision contrary to your beliefs, you have a higher court that makes an impression on that. So this is why we are saying uh, once it enters this phase, mm. and now I'm speaking now as an individual, this is, uh, these are uncharted territories, so to speak, uh, of the argument. But I'm saying mm. as an individual and a citizen of this country, if we look at this particular issue of if there is a violation, and this violation must, was determined on matter of law, mm. it, it only makes sense that if you want to dispel the, the, the legal impression on your matter, yeah. to use a, a platform that speaks the same language. A legal instrument. Okay. Well, yes. Well, thank you very much, uh, Mr. Chona. Appreciate your time. That was a Capricorn FM podcast. For more podcasts, visit capricornfm.co.za.